Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. Hey, I bet you want to know how to have more successful discovery calls. And I want to tell you exactly how to do that. I am doing a masterclass called Discovery Calls That Convert. And I want to teach you my signature discovery call system so that you know exactly what you need to do to have more successful discovery calls. It all goes down on June 29th. I'd love for you to join us. Check out the link in the show notes so that you can get signed up. And I hope to see you there. Let's rock out those discovery calls. Yeah. So welcome, everybody. Listen, this is I am super excited, as I always am, for our Wednesday speakers because we just have some really cool, amazing people in this world that like to come and talk to us. And tonight we have another amazing presentation. This is my friend, Carissa Hansen. And Carissa is what I consider, well, you told me this, this is your tagline for who you are. You are a matchmaker for virtual assistants. And I just, I, when you told me that when we first met, I was like, oh, that's so cool because I do think there's such an important element to the relationship besides the person just doing work for you, there needs to be a genuine connection. They're doing work for something that means a lot to you. Um, So I'm excited to hear about that and hear about how we can use help to help us boost our sales and cannot wait to hear everything you have to tell us about that. So welcome and thank you for making some time for us tonight. And I'm so grateful that you're here. Oh, thank you so much. This is so nice. And I I think it's six o'clock for you. It's nine o'clock for me. So I'm oh. drinking my coffee sometimes. I'm a 10 o'clock bedtime girl, but this is cool. It was fun to have this to like stay up and look forward to. I'm so grateful that you you decided to stay up and uh, and give us your time tonight. And I just, I, well, I have to say it to everybody. Not everybody here is from Ohio. I'm from Ohio and Chris is from Ohio. So there's a soft spot in my heart for you because, you know, we're, we're Buckeye girls, but we do have people here from all over the world. So we do get some people that watch the replays. It's like three in the morning, their time right now get ready to take some really good notes. So awesome. Yeah. So thank you again for being here with us and staying up a little bit later than you normally would. I appreciate it. And I just have to ask, is that you're a badass at making money behind you? It is. Yeah. It's both of them. You are the yellow one too. And the green one. Yeah. And I'm just starting to read the audacity to be queen. Ooh, I'm like two chapters in because I have to read the chapter and then like digest it for a week, you know, and then I'm like, get the next one. So I'm loving it so far. Do you have it? it? Same thing. I read and then I go back and reread sometimes. And I mean, I have worked with this woman for almost two years, like, and I'm still blown away all the time by her words and her messages. And it's like, yeah, yes, that too. Yes. Like you just need to hear it, you know, over and over. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I'm loving it. That's awesome. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Somebody else was just, had reached out to me today on Instagram. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you told me about this book. I am like, it's blowing my mind. And it really is. It's just it so, really 
it's a message that we've, you know, kept ourselves small for a really long time. And we need to hear that. And we need to realize it's our job to do something about that. And we all have the power to do that. And we're stepping into our power now. And part of that is by, you know, being ourselves and also knowing when we need help and support. That's right. I was going to say, what a perfect segue, because you get to a point where you can't do it all or you shouldn't do it all really is, is where I like to think about. So I love how you talked about me. I say I'm a virtual assistant matchmaker and it's really what I feel like I do is the matchmaking piece. But in this case, it's between an assistant and the person, the amazing leader that they are supporting. Because just like you said, it's all about the relationship. So there are plenty of people who can do tasks in the world, plenty of people, but it's so much more powerful when you're working with someone who believes in you, your mission, they want to see you successful. They can be a cheerleader. They're like totally invested in the work. And that's what I try to do is find somebody, the core values, their passions, their interests align. So they're like authentically engaged. It's not just a J-O-B, you know, it's like, I'm doing this because I love this work. I'm great at it and I love who I'm working with. So that's one of the things I really love about the matchmaking piece that I get to do. Well, because if their heart is in the work, if they truly genuinely care about the work, energetically, they're going to do different work on a different level just because they care more about what they're doing. They care about you. They care about your mission and your vision. And that's one of my big things when, and I like saying team because it is your team. Like, You're hiring people to work on your common vision for what you're doing as a coach. And, you know, some of the people that are watching us might be brand new coaches and maybe you've just started your Instagram account. That's okay. But you are going to get there sooner than later. And you should get there sooner than later because you can go faster, further faster. Yes. When you realize that there are people here specifically to give you that support that you need and that want to be a part of your team that share that vision. And that's been the most exciting and fulfilling thing for me is when you find people that truly care about what you're doing, because you know that they definitely, like you said, it's more than they're not just like plugging away, doing, doing tasks. They genuinely care about what they're doing. They genuinely care. And what's nice is that's what they want to do. Some people are the upfront people. They're the outfront people. They're the sales people. They're the visionary. They're the idea person. And not everybody wants to do that. There's plenty of people who love the background task. They get out of bed in the morning for that. So why not give them the opportunity to do that? And so, like you said, they can become a valuable, it's not just a contractor that you're working with. It's a valuable team member. So kind of that leads me to, you kind of started going there, the why. Why have a VA in the first place? And I think there's really two reasons, or, or you could say three Overall, it's to get more done and it's to grow your business. That's the whole point. Get, you're serving more people. And as a bonus, you're also increasing your revenue. The bottom line, you're gaining more money. So really that's why. But the point to maybe where you do it is because you're overwhelmed or frustrated or doing tasks you hate to do. We were kind of, this goes back to Gina DeVee. We're led to believe we have to do everything or we have to do the things we hate. Okay. It's so honorable if you can do it all yourself, right? And then the next thing you know, we've become martyrs or, or just overwhelmed and exhausted and we've lost our joy, but we don't have to, like we all have our gifts, you know, and everyone's gift is different. So when you realize this is my gift and this isn't my gift and that's okay. I don't have to beat myself up. I don't have to feel badly because I'm not good at this. And there's plenty of people who aren't good at organization and details, and there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah, stop feeling bad about it and hire somebody who can do that. It took me a long time to realize that, by the way. 
And I beat myself up and I made myself wrong and talked to Gina quite a bit about this because I didn't realize that I couldn't separate the Midwestern slave girl mentality that I had grown up with feeling like I had to do it all from, oh, wow, I get to be a better me if I had somebody, because I don't know if you've heard the analogy, a goldfish, if it were to be judged on its ability to climb a tree, yes, would feel like a complete worthless loser, but that's not what it's meant to do. And like you said, the organization and all the stuff, it's like, I was making myself wrong for not being good at that. And then I realized, but that's not my special sauce. That's not where I shine. And if I try to do that too much, then I do dull my shine. I take that away and I don't show up as my best self. And that's not fair to the people that I'm serving. They deserve the best me. And if I understand that making an investment in the support is making me a better me and that time is not renewable, but money is, then I'm doing right by my business, by myself and by my clients. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That's one of my favorite quotes. I heard that years ago and I taught my children that because starting out really in school at a young age, we're taught we have to be good at everything Everything. and we really don't, you know, well-rounded individual. I was just going to say nothing wrong with being well-rounded, but really why, you know, like I like to use the term zone of genius and we may not know what our zone of genius is yet. And I am like all four people figuring that out. But once you figure that out, then be proud of that and shine there and let go of everything else. So that's something I love to do. And I I had to figure that out too. I spent a lot of time feeling like I'm the admin person, you know, I'm not special. I, I don't, nobody sees me. I'm just in the background. And then I realized, holy cow, I keep this ship running, you know, but it took me a while to figure that out too. So it's like, whatever your amazing thing is you're so valuable. So I love when people can see that. And that's the time when you can, when you can realize that you can hand off something to someone else so you can shine and grow your business. You should absolutely do that. And they, that was a hard thing for me too, to understand that because I don't like it doesn't mean that they don't like it. Yeah. I have some amazing team members and they do. And like, I find myself sometimes going is here's what I used to ask a lot. Is that okay with you? And then Mm -hmm. I remember, Oh, well, what a really, why is that the way I'm approaching delegation? Like they have their zone of genius and I have mine. And just because I don't like this task that I'm delegating doesn't mean that they have that same feeling about it as I do. And that took me a little bit to understand too, that I'm going to stay with my zone and they can stay, you know, pick your lane and stick in it. Yes. And stick in it. And, and always believe there's somebody who loves the thing you don't love to do. There's millions of somebodies who love to do the thing you don't love to do. So I get that privilege and that pleasure of finding the people who love doing this stuff and putting with the people who don't love doing it. And it's like magic. It creates this. I always say all the time, it's like magic because it feels like it is. It just creates this amazing team and synergy and growth and joy and all the good stuff. So I just, I get really jazzed about it. I love it. Oh, that's awesome. So how did you get started? Like, did you just decide I really like admin work? I I love like organizing things. I love technology. 
That's that a great work? question. I didn't know that. I mean, I, that's what I had done and been successful in my career. And I love to tell people, so I'm a, I'm a college dropout. You know, I just didn't, I was in that phase where it wasn't right for me, but then I entered the career world and I started as a receptionist and I realized this is where I shine. And there were people who believed in me and I just went up from there. So my most recent position, I was an IT manager, a project manager, operations director. I was doing a lot and I was, I was a bit overwhelmed and a bit overworked and all that jazz that happens sometimes in the corporate world. But really I had two things going on. I was a mom, I had three kids and I was overwhelmed and busy. And I'm like, I want to start my own business. I don't know what it is, but I'm losing my mind here. Mm-hmm. And then I always had this desire to help people. And I, I wanted to help people in the same way I had been helped. And that journey started with that first, you know, receptionist job where these professors believed in me and I like, worked with them and learned from them. So these incredible people, my whole 20 year career, I supported them. And as a result, I grew, you know, I became a better person. I learned skills. They gifted me with the tasks they delegated. It wasn't like a burden. It was like, thank you for seeing that I can do this and allowing me. So I put those two things together and I realized, you know, other women can have this opportunity to be, have a flexible work from home career, doing the work they're naturally good at. They love to do with people who truly value them for what they do. And they get this extra amazing bonus to work with an incredible leader who will just like, just change their world because you just learn. It's like getting paid to learn, you know, you just learn and grow in every way that you can when you work with someone who's just fabulous. And I was blessed to have that. And now that's what I get to create for other people. So that really was how it kind of all came together. I love that you say that too, because that was a realization that I had recently is I don't need to just be a leader for my clients. Mm. I need to be a leader for my team. I need to provide value for them. And like you said, it's not a burden when I give them tasks. They're grateful for it because it's yes. something that they do well and they're excited. Yeah. And, and I just made a connection when you were saying that because I was a teacher. I was a high school teacher for 15 yeah. years. And I used to have kids beg, like, can I, can I work for you? Is there anything I can do? Can I be a student assistant? Yep. And I was always like, why do you? And then I realized it's because number one, they like me. Number two, they wanted to learn things from me. They wanted to stay close and they wanted to be a part of my world. And I was not as good at delegating back then. I mean, I started to learn because I certainly every period of the day, I had a student who wanted to work for me. And it was neat because sometimes we would have like lunchtime meetings where we would all come to it. I had a team back then without realizing that I had a team. (laughs) Um, but that is what I started to understand is they're learning from me just as much and, and me from them, you know, vice versa, for sure. I learn stuff from my team every day. I'm like blown away by how amazing they are. And, and I just, yeah, I feel like it's such a neat relationship and, and I will continue to call it that, especially because I think that that's definitely your vibe with what you do is you set people up who energetically are a good match. Absolutely. And, and that's exactly what it is. It's like, we're both gaining something from this, you yeah, know? Really yeah. And that's really one of our core values is gratitude. Like you understand and you understand the value of serving because mm-hmm. when you serve, you gain so much and not everyone realizes that, but in this role, it's so important to know. And you're right. It is, it's a two way street because we do learn. And what's really interesting too is it helps people level up. I find a lot of the assistants on our team go on to start their own business, you know? So it's like really amazing just how you, you can start at what seems like a, a not great role, but it, but it is, it's such a valuable role, but sometimes people devalue it. And next thing you know, five years later, they're running their own businesses. So 
It's very cool. It's funny that you say that too, because I just realized I had a bunch of my, um, they were called TAs, teacher's assistants, mm-hmm. um, that have gone on to become teachers and they all reached out to me and said, Isn't that awesome? Yes. And I was like, oh, my babies, they grew up and they, you know, turned into a teacher. And yeah, it's cool. And they've all, they've all thanked me for that and what they learned yes. at the time. And yeah. yeah. Really you were making an incredible impact and not even knowing it in some way. Didn't even know. So yeah, that's awesome. For you, I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Like I said, it was early on something that I knew and it, it, this might be a really good segue actually for one of my questions. So here was my struggle back then. I was a terrible delegator because I'd be like, okay, do this and this and this and this and this. And then I'd be like, but wait, do it this way. Mm, And I, I had a, I had a hard time letting go of the control I think part of it was control and part of it was trust. And I'm sure you have a wealth of experience with that, especially now because you have your own business and you're matching people. Is that one of the most difficult parts at first of the relationship, like learning how to delegate and, and trusting that it will get done? You know, it's different for everyone. Some people are natural delegators. They're like, take it and go and don't bother me with it. You know, just get it done. I trust you. And they're thankful Other people do have some control issues and you have everyone in between, but trust someone you can trust and depend on is huge. And I use that language a lot because if you can't trust them, if you don't feel like you can depend on them, you won't. So that's really important. And I think that starts in some ways on the virtual assistant side, you know, demonstrating that you are trustworthy, that you are dependable, being there, answering that call, responding to the need, getting things done. Quickly, you demonstrate I'm someone you can count on. So I think having the right person, then you can see that pretty quickly. But even even with that, some people are still more nervous than others. And delegating is something that can be that needs to be learned or could be taught. There's a lot. It's a lot more than just it can be two things. You talked about kind of wanting to do it your own way. And sometimes that's right. Sometimes you have a process and it should be followed to a T. And so you just have to train and teach and hand off. There's other things where maybe your way wasn't the best. And so you can start where here's what I have and then have that openness to accepting feedback. That feedback is a two-way street. So it's great to give feedback to your assistant. And and when they make a, make a space, make an environment where they can provide that, where they can say, I love this, but what about considering this? And you're okay with them saying that to you, or that might not be the best way. Allow that language because then they'll get more comfortable and they can run with it when they might be able to do it faster, better, easier. You said that too. It's such a gentle, I love this, but how about considering this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A subtle and gentle redirection. Yeah. And I do think that that's what, one of the ways I've improved a lot in my relationships and ability to, you know, cause like you said, it goes both ways. I like to stay very open for feedback and yeah. I've made it not about me or my, like, I don't have all the answers. I don't always know the right way. And again, I like the word team and the word relationship because I want somebody that I can really bounce ideas off of yes. cares as much as I do about what we're doing. And that is willing to give me that hard feedback. I want to make myself available for it because I need to hear the hard stuff. I don't want to be oblivious to just, oh, we're going to do it my way because it's the best. I don't yeah. know. And that's one of the benefits of having a really great, like that assistant relationship is in some ways closer than some of the other team members because you just work so hand in hand mm-hmm. and it is so valuable to have someone who will speak truth to you. 
you know, and we say all the time, like assistants do, we get stuff done. We check stuff off the box. We have ideas, but we're also great sounding boards. It is so valuable when you're at the top and you don't want to show your weakness sometimes or, or whatever to have that trusted person you can come to and just think out loud. And oftentimes when you think out loud, the answer comes to you. You don't even necessarily need them to give feedback. It's just the ability to share. So that's a whole kind of extra piece bonus really that comes from having an assistant. It's just a sounding board, someone to talk to when you need to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And just to somebody to check in with about your business. Yes. Mm -hmm. Consistently. And I keep going back to this, that cares as much as you do about what's going on. And I mean, I, I think that speaks to the trust thing that I asked about as well, because I can tell you what a difference it makes when you do have that safe container, that safe space with that person for, you know, interacting and sharing feedback and bouncing ideas off of each other. It's like, oh, well, I know she cares about this just as much as I do because she was bringing great input and great ideas. And I think that that's how you develop the trust. And I think part of that too, you mentioned training. There is an element of training that's, it doesn't matter how advanced they are with their skills. There's an element of training about you. Yeah. Here's yes. You know, like here's who I am. Here's how I operate. Let's figure out the best way for us to work together. Here's what I like. What do you like? Like that kind of thing, you know, definitely everyone has their own preferences, you know, and it's a skilled assistant will elicit that, you know, but you, I think any, any leader who's working with them has to be willing to invest some of that communication time up front and say, here's what I like. Okay. You keep texting me, but actually I prefer an email or usually the other way you're emailing me. I prefer a text or I don't want to read the text. Can you send me a voice memo? And they want that information because the last thing they want to do is actually being annoying, annoying you. So it's okay to tell them that. And there's going to be lots of things, you know, thinking about how do you like your flights? Okay. I want to be in the aisle seat or I like the window seat. There's all these little things about you. Our assistants get to the point where they can sort of read your mind. You know, we talk and we'll, we'll talk about this, how they help with sales. Part of that is sometimes they're a second to you. So they might be writing your emails for you. You know, they might be doing your engagement online and it's not, it's still authentic because they've gotten to know you so well, they can be you, they can talk for you. And it's, it's, it's such a valuable thing. So there is that training of who am I, who is my business, but also who am I, what's my personal brand and how do I reflect that? And then they can do that for you as well. And I think you're so right on that. It's like, once they get to know you, they do understand your voice. And that was a big thing for me. And and I like that you said that they want to hear what you want. Yep. It's so similar to me as a relationship, like a romantic relationship. Like the guy that you're in a relationship wants to know what you want. Like he doesn't want to guess. He doesn't want to try to figure it out and get it wrong. And, you know, and I think that that's such a big, a big part of us being able to have some of those, because it's not always easy to have those conversations. Sometimes it's like, just like you said earlier, I love what you did, but have you considered doing it this way? Or I saw what you did. Could we look at it in a different version? Yeah. And it's not always easy to have some of those conversations, but I do think the more that we can do that, the, the better it feels on both sides. It feels more respectful. It feels more safe. It's like they want to know what we want so that they can deliver good work. Yeah. That's not always easy to do. Um, I had not too long ago with my, um, so one of the women on my team, she does all of my video editing Mm -hmm. and she uses Slack and I don't. Yeah. 
I'm not foreign to it. I know what it is. It's just not my thing. But I felt such pressure because that's where she does all of her stuff. Yeah. And I was missing all of my notifications. I wasn't getting anything from her. And I was like, and I, I would check my Dropbox folder. I saw the work she was doing, mm-hmm. but she had questions for me along the way. And I was, and so finally I got this email from her. She's like, you know, I, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, why? And then I kind of went into this spin out. Cause I was like, oh my God, she thinks I'm ignoring her. Why? And then I realized I don't know how to use Slack the way that I should, cause I wasn't getting the notifications. And then I started pressuring myself to watch Slack videos so I could learn how to use it. And then I realized, Nick, why don't you just have a conversation with her? Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm thinking maybe Slack isn't the best way for me to communicate since it hasn't been something that I've, I've acclimated to. Are you open to Trello or a different way for us to communicate? Definitely. Yeah. And what did she say? Yes. She's like, I'm I'm open to Trello. I love Trello. I'm on. And I was like, Oh, it was like this sigh of relief. And I was like, that wasn't even a big deal. All I had to do was. Yes, exactly. Yep. No. And now it's like a totally different, a totally different experience for both of us. Yeah, definitely. Communication is key. It really is. And especially with the virtual assistant, because you're not there in person. So I always tell people as much of this, this face-to-face that we're doing as you can do is great because things sometimes do get lost in, in typing or in texting. You know, I always say, assume good intent on the other part. Always assume that no matter what someone's just busy. They're short because they're busy. It's not because they're upset, you know, so things like that really help as well. Um, and just staying in touch, but I love, I love communicating and that's part of figuring out what's everyone's communication preference because people do it differently. So you figure that out and yeah, much better. Yeah. it, It makes a huge difference. And I just, I'm like, listen, we can have our systems and our structures at the end of the day, if you're not hearing from me, like you said, assume good intent. It's not because right. I'm not listening to or, or read. It's just send me a quick text if you're not yeah. hearing from me at all. But yeah, there, that just requires constant communication in understanding each other, learning how to work best together. Even with my, like you said earlier, you know, your, your assistant might be writing the emails for you. I was so adamant about that. I was like, I don't want anybody. Right. I want it to be my voice. I want my posts to be my voice. Right. But I was having trouble producing at that frequency that I needed to to have my content go out. And I was like, well, I guess I'm just beating my head against the wall. Like I'm not sure. And and I went to her and I said, can we talk about this? Because I want to make sure that I'm giving you content and you don't feel like I'm just like holding up the the show here. Yeah. And I feel really bad. And we came to this beautiful arrangement of, I will film a video and she'll pull all of my words and put it into my email. And, and I was like, so it's still my words. But yeah. that earlier, we were able to have that bouncing our ideas off of each other kind of conversation about what was going to work best for both of us. And yeah. now it's like a perfect system and structure that we have set up where it's like, I do my video, she puts it in the newsletter, boom, we're good. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a big part of it is you can't, sometimes there's too much volume. You know, if you had endless hours in a day, you would do it all, but it gets to a point where you can't. And, you know, you could go, you can phase your way to that. You know, you can start off with saying, okay, start by drafting my emails, you know, get me that far. So that's 80% of the way. And then Nicole goes in and just tweaks it a little and now you can send it, but you didn't have to do all the thinking there, but they got it 80% of the way. And a few months into it, then the assistant goes back and sees what changes did you make? You know, how did you tweak it that felt more like you? Okay. Now I'm starting to see, and then do that for a few months, do the drafts, you edit it, 
they see and eventually they can be an extension for you. And I, and I feel like it's not, I love thinking of it that way. It's an extension of you. It's not fake. It's not inauthentic. It's someone who knows you so well and is so invested. They believe what they're saying as much as, as if you were saying it. And then you freed up so much time in sending these emails or creating these posts or writing these newsletters or whatever it is. They can't, they can't pretend to be you on a video, obviously, but all the other ways they can really free up your time and do it in a way that's very authentic. Yeah. And like repurposing content. I mean, that's something that, you know, go into a newsletter that I wrote and use it for a post or go in, you know, that those are things that I've learned from working with a team as well is, is understanding that we, we don't need to always reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. and having people have their eyes on that stuff and be able to do that for you is huge. And again, it goes back to allowing us to be more of ourselves, which is where we shine. Yeah. yeah. More they don't want more of us like holding ourselves into, Oh my gosh, I'm just going to write content all day. It's how do I show up as me in the best way possible? Yeah, definitely. And that can, so, so many things you can take one video and t- turn it into like 40 pieces of stuff. And right. then six months later, you can recycle it, you know, so you can use it again too. And you don't have to think about that. The assistant's already on it. Like, okay, I'm thinking about how we use it and what we're going to do with it and when it's going to come back up and I'm doing the dates and the scheduling. And I had that same meeting already today. It's so funny that you're saying that I was like, she was showing me things and she's like, well, look at this. And here's how we got comments on this. And here, like she had all of it already downloaded into an Excel sheet. And I was just like, yeah, like, it's a to have that support and that feeling of somebody cares just as much as I do about what we're doing in the mission that we're on. Yep. Definitely. Agreed. Yeah. It's so wonderful. I love that. Yeah. Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people. But I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay. Now back to the show. Okay. So I just, I have so many questions. I just love your energy and everything that, that, you know, that you're sharing with us. I know one of the other questions and you and I've talked about this before, the value of the work that you're getting. Mm. And there's this big thing right now where everybody wants to hire somebody from like a third world country to build their website or to do their work for them because it's $3 an hour versus $30 an hour. And listen, I am sensitive to all of this because we're all, you know, at one point we were all starting out and we don't necessarily have just cash reserves sitting in the bank to invest in, in our business. Yeah. But it's called an investment for a reason. Yes. And you know, I will always go back to what I said earlier. Time is not renewable. Money is, and it's, it's abundant. You can always make more of it. And if you don't want to believe that that's, that's your choice, but that's the reality. reality. I do feel like, yes, we have to be mindful and discerning about how and where we spend our money. Sure. All the more reason why we shouldn't just make choices based on money. Yeah. 
Definitely. That is, and I do a lot of sales calls, right? And I'm trying to pre-qualify them because not everyone knows that. And that's not the right person to work with us. But I love that you call it an investment. <laughs> you know, it's it's not a cost. It's not overhead. It is an investment. And of course, you want a return on your investment. And done well, you'll absolutely get that return on investment. So one, you know, before we even talk about how much it costs, like thinking about the done well part. If you are delegating the right things that are allowing you to spend your time on whatever grows your business and mm-hmm. get more sales, obviously you're going to get a return on your investment. And, you know, that can be multiplied, you know, two, three, four times, whatever. But yes, I see a lot of people, either they want to hire someone overseas, which if that's, that's their option, I'm sure there's plenty of great people, but you do have barriers and you're dealing with time differences and sometimes a language barrier and just a a whole different set of cultural differences that may not be ideal. But what I also see are people who want to hire someone for 12 or $15. And, you know, you can work at McDonald's for $12. No one is going to do a great job or very few people I think will do a great job at $12 an hour as an assistant. And I think if budget is an issue for you, you can start super, super, super small. You know, if you get two hours a week of support, you would be shocked at how much can get done in two hours a week. Oh. And two hours a week at 30 or $35 is way better than five hours at 10 or 15 when oh. someone's going to make mistakes or it's not, it's not their area. It's not really their zone of genius. They're still learning where they are in life and they thought this was the right thing for them, but it's not. And then you're fixing things. And people come to us sometimes because they need things fixed. And it's such a bummer, you know, to say, oh, you could have been in a better place in the first place. But yeah, if you can't swing 10 hours a week at $30 an hour, get two. You know, if you have someone that comes in your email every single day for about 30 minutes, holy cow, think how much it would free you up to have your email just cleaned out. That's just a start. And then when that gave you an extra 30 minutes every day, you're going to, that's one more client, maybe one more sales call you did in that 30 minutes. The other big thing, it's what is your time worth and what would you be spending? I mean, as the sales coach, this is huge for me. If you're delegating that task that, by the way, is not making you money when you're writing an email. I mean, it's all a part of the process, but it's not directly bringing in revenue. What could you be doing? You could be making a sales call. And it's a one package for $1,200, $2,200. Then what did you just do? What was that turn? That swing is huge. Huge. You've got a skill that you need to really promote and sell and let the other things be taken care of by people who do both well. Yes, absolutely. You know, like there was a, the book Fanatical Prospecting. I don't know if you've heard of it or or read it. I don't know it, but it's a great title. Right? So this guy, Jeb Blount wrote it and he's written a, a bunch of sales books. This was one of my favorites of his. And he talks about, this top performer at a sales organization had taken the day off, taken like two or three days off. And the president of the company came and said, Hey, I want to do a ride along with you. Just want, you know, you're one of our top performers and they go on this ride along. And he said, Hey, I noticed you had some days off last week. How was it? Where'd you go? And the top performer said, Oh, I just, you know, I was doing some home improvement. And he said, Oh, cool. Do you enjoy doing that? And he said, no, I was just looking to save some money. So I figured I'd do it on my own. I looked up how to, you know, on YouTube, how to, I don't know, he was doing drywall or something, how to drywall my basement. And so I went to Home Depot, I bought all the supplies and I did it all myself and it came out really nice. And he's like, oh, cool. But it's not something you would normally like to do because you enjoy doing it. And he said, no. 
And he said, so what money were you trying to save? And he said, oh, I I looked at this contractor that could have done it and it would have cost this much and this much and this much. And the president of this company is like, the wheels are turning the whole time he's talking. And he said, oh, okay. So how many hours did you, did it take you? And he said, how many hours? He said, how many hours would have taken this guy? And he said, and then he basically goes through this whole, like he shows him how that time that you spent, what could you have been doing during those three days that actually would have made you money? If you just focused on making a couple of sales, yeah. How much did it actually cost you to do that home improvement right. project? Yeah. And it's the same thing. How much is it actually costing you to do this work on your own? Yep. So much because it's, it's costing you time and mental energy. I mean, we all know the research is out there about like a positive brain and a positive mindset. And when you're tired and you're overworked, and I mean, this happens to me too, even with my assistant, I get to that point where I'm overworked. And then I realize, what am I doing? Right. I'm not as efficient. I'm not working as well. I'm not thinking as clearly. I could have done something faster and better just by not being stressed out. And it's that way for lots of leaders. Like when you have, you're feeling energetic, you're happy, you love what you're doing. You're just better at it. It's just, that's like science. Yeah. It's just, it's truth. That's what happens. So it's like, you're, you're gaining time and you're just gaining like your joy back and then you're going to be more successful because you're happy. Right. It's so true. And you're, you're energetically in such a different space and you know, it's a mindset more than anything. It's not, can I afford it? It's, are you choosing to afford it? Are you choosing to prioritize this? Are you choosing to receive support? Yeah. Because if you're not, then on some level, you're punishing yourself for something, feeling like you have to do it, feeling like it has to be a one-man show. And I think that there's an element of wealth consciousness with that that's really huge for us to understand. Uh, Again, the money is abundant. You're going to create more money from this. Absolutely. You're so right. I mean, it's funny. Like, I'm just working on this right now with my coach. We're talking about debt. And I'm like, oh, I never want debt. You know, I want to pay all my bills and do all the right thing. And she's like, what's the purpose of debt? to help you grow. Oh, that's right. You know, cause I was thinking about delegating, cleaning my house, you know, hiring someone to clean my house, but is that responsible? And she said the exact same thing. And I'm like, what am I thinking? That's what I tell all my clients, you know, you should. And if there's a little bit of debt up front, you will get a return on it. The point of debt is to help you achieve. You will achieve, you will grow. So it's like, Yes, just debt so wrong in this society. It's a bad thing. You should feel shameful. Like you you don't have the money to pay for it and you have to put it on a credit card. You're bad. You're wrong. You're not a good person. Whoa. Yeah. Like I I remember, so speaking of Gina and her her book back there, I remember her saying once, a credit card is a way of manifesting money. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love it. Now that doesn't mean you just go like gamble your life away. Like, but you know, there's an element of discernment and I don't even want to use the word responsible because I honestly think that we as women, especially are a little bit too responsible with things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's an element there of understanding what that money is available to you for you to do and not making it wrong. If you have to use that, if that's going to help you get ahead in some sense, and that's what you needed right now. I mean, anybody who goes and buys a house is in debt. You can look at it that way. Yeah. Nobody just has $200,000 sitting around in their account to go buy a house. It's an investment because you know that you're going to get a return. And if you really believe, and and I'm sure you feel this way, I feel this way. Listen, if you're going to invest in my services as a health coach and you don't really believe you're going to get a return, you're not my ideal client. Don't do it. Nothing to do with me, whether or not you get the return. I can't take any responsibility for your results. Just like I could when I was a math teacher. Kids failed my class. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I did everything I could. I showed up and I did my part, but you know, we don't know what's going on in their personal life. I mean, you might have a fight with your spouse and all of a sudden your business isn't your priority. And like, we can't always guarantee that part. That's not our job to do. But ultimately, if you really believe in the investment and you believe that it will get the return, that's on you. And those are the, I'm sure that's who you want to work with because they understand the value of the investment they're making. Yes, exactly. And the funny thing is with that is then as you grow, the debt can grow. Like the biggest businesses out there have a lot of debt, debt we would never fathom. And they see it as a good thing, you know? So it's a, I love that you said, what would you say it like manifest abundance or something? It like helps you to manifesting money. Mm -hmm. Having, having, I mean, having your uncle lend you money. That's a way of manifesting money. Having a 0% interest credit card available to you. That's a way of manifesting money because it's not going into a sinkhole. It's going into an opportunity for you to grow and become better and use that money as the investment that's allowing you to move forward. And exactly. to do that, that, yeah, that was such an eye opener. I mean, Gina is also the one who taught me that. I don't know if she said, I, I'm pretty sure she says this in the book. She said it to me multiple times. She has a sticky note on her computer that says, who else can do this? Oh, cool. And so, I mean, I don't have it right here, but like, I'm constantly, it's in my mind. Every, every time I go to do something, I'm like, who else can do this? And maybe not right in that moment. Is it the opportunity to like, you know, but then it's on my mind. Oh, this is something that I don't need to be doing necessarily that I could delegate. And it would allow me to get on more sales calls, have more time to do that, to get on more live videos and connect with my audience more. Like where do I get a chance to truly be working in my business? You know, making it something that makes people want to be a part of now the, on the business, somebody else can do that. Somebody else can support me with that. And that's a big eye opener for me. Every time I realize, oh, I don't need to be the one that's organizing my inbox. Yeah, you don't. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I already like conceptually knew this, but I don't know if you've heard of strategic coach. That's another one of those things that I love out there. And they have the ABC method and it's the same kind of thing. Like literally sit down. If you're considering an assistant, carve out an hour and like list what you do and put it in ABC buckets. So A is like the things you hate doing that are frustrating B are, I think B is the most fun category because B are the things that you're good at, but you don't really love to do. And then A are the things you love to do. And what holds people back is that B category because they're good enough at it. It's not stressing them out. They don't hate it. Well, I'm good at it. I might as well do it. But does it bring you joy? Does it build your business? Are you getting more sales? If not, you actually can let those things go. Like, I think there's a quote, good is the enemy of great. Like people will hover in good a whole lot and then they miss out on doing the things that they're great at. So it's like, if you can figure that out, you want to actually spend your time in great, even though it's hard to let go of the good, you know, but there are plenty of people who are great at the good and then you can be in your great. So it's like, if everyone could just be in their great, I I had this belief that like, if everyone in the world could just be in their great all the time, how cool would it be? Like everyone would be so much happier and less angry and just being who they naturally are. And it would be amazing. We'd all feel supported and we'd all yeah. have work because we yeah, all everybody work together. Yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, to me, it's like, oh, that's a way to have everything connect and integrate yeah. Everybody would have a job. Everybody would have a role. There was a quote that I wrote down last night and it, I was, I was um, inspired by a Brene Brown quote that was talking about giving and receiving. I love Brene Brown. And, um, and it was funny because I have a calendar that gives me quotes of the day. And as I was reading her quote about giving and receiving the calendar 
had a very similar quote. And it basically said, if we all show up to receive, then nobody does. If we all show up to give, then everyone must receive. Receive. Yeah. Because we're all giving. Yeah. That's so cool. And in order to get, I mean, and, and her quote was something about giving, like not having a completely open heart. So if you're not able to receive with a completely open heart, then you're not giving with a completely open heart either. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was a huge one for me. I'll do one more analogy and then I won't steal your show anymore. Good. But the, the giving and receiving was huge. I had a friend who, um, so understanding just like anything in, in the universe, like money and, and you know, the, the energetics of it, how it's a flow, it's a currency. It's something that, um, that has to flow in order to, to work and, and to be, you know, what it's meant for. So a friend of mine, he and I were at this volunteer event a couple of weeks ago or months ago, and he had just gone through yoga teacher training. And I was really big on this giving and receiving thing at that time in my life. And out of nowhere, he says, did you know that when we breathe, we don't actually suck in air? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, we don't actually suck in air when we breathe. We actually change the shape of our lungs. I said, okay, tell me more. And he said, so basically in order to receive air, you have to change the shape of your lungs. And I was like, oh, so you have to expand. You have to get bigger. So to receive air, you have to change your state. You have to change your shape. And he said, yeah. And I said, so understanding that receiving changes, it's it's a mindset shift to be receiving. Because all we wanted to, you know, this idea, and Gina talks about this in the book, the selfless woman, like, you know, I don't need anything. Like I give and give and give and give and give. Well, you have to change your mindset. You have to change your shape. You have to understand that if you're giving energetically, you have to learn how to receive. Yeah. You're going to run out. Yeah. Your well will run dry. And it does. I mean, I see that happen to people and they're to bitterness and resentment and the science says that can lead to early dementia and all like health problems and all that kind of stuff. You've got, you know, weight around your waist because like all the stress things and it's, that's no way to live. No, you're not meant to do all this on your, on your own. You know, you're not meant to struggle like that. Yeah. And that's, what's cool. Like delegating, you're allowing yourself to receive. You're being okay with that. And you're giving at the same time. And the assistant is doing the same thing, giving and receiving. It's, it's so cool. I love it. Yeah. It's a, it's a trade. I love that. So some of the things, you know, and and I love talking sales, some of the things that you've seen from your position that really have made a difference in people's business and, and ability to bring in sales. What are, what are some of the things that you see from that perspective that can really help people improve their sales? I'm so glad I was going to say, let's get into some of the things that can tangible things that can help people. So I made a list here. So one thing that's hard for people is managing their leads. So whatever is in their sales funnel, wherever they are managing that. So people are, could be great at the calls or even the emails, but just keeping it organized. So if it, whether it's a CRM or a Excel spreadsheet, doesn't really matter, but yeah. having somebody who moves them along. Okay. They went from this place in the sales funnel to another place. This is the status update. This is when we need to follow up, you know, updating it for you. A lot of people hate to go into a spreadsheet and update. I talked to this person. I'll tell you what the phone voice memo is so great for our clients. They can say, Hey, talk to Sarah today. She's not ready, but she'll get, she wants me to call her next week. 
That was so easy for them. And then the assistant's like, oh, great. They go into the spreadsheet, Sarah, call 1025, you know, put in the date, put the note, and then make sure a week from now, then the assistant picks them up. Hey, Nicole, you got to call Sarah today. Today's your update. So just like keeping track of the leads is huge. And the follow-up. I think a lot of people where it gets lost is the follow-up. They meet somebody, they have initial discovery call or connection with them, and then they lose momentum. And And the person is in the follow-up. Absolutely. It really is. And that's hard for some people. And that's totally okay. But if you have someone telling you to do it, Oh yeah. Great. Here's the five people you need to call today or the 20 people or however many it is. And even take it a next step. Like if they're emails, great. I've got your 20 email drafts in there. Just review them, press send, you know, whatever they can do to, I love the 80% approach. Like if an assistant can get you 80% of the way there, you just take it home with the 20%. And so they've done the legwork and you just take it. So that's one that's huge. That is um, huge. Because you're leaving money on the table. If you're not um, managing your leads and you are, the, the fortune really is in the follow-up. It's huge. And how much money are you just letting squander away in, into the world if you're not following up with people? So that, so I love that. People, they're so, they're initially excited and they're still excited but they're on to the next thing. They've just forgotten. It's not that they don't still want their house cleaned or still want to get your nutrition services. They just got sidetracked. So it's a gift to them when you follow up with them. So making sure you do, Oh yeah, I'm so glad because I would have forgot, but you reached out to me and now I'm ready to buy your services. So it's huge scheduling those calls, prep for the calls. Every lead call that I have that's coming up, my assistant, I have two documents that I like to use my pricing sheet and kind of my script. And I heard you talk about the script the other night. A script is so helpful and she just gets those ready for me. So, you know, five minutes before the call, I've done a little bit of research. I've I've read the research she's done. I've got my pricing sheet and my script and I'm ready. So I didn't have to do it. Everybody, you guys, she just said she uses a script. Yes. Every call, and I guarantee this is a very successful woman who has had many, many great sales yes. calls that have gone really well. And I love that you said you still have a script. Thank I you. I still have it. And you know, I might only use 20% of it because I've memorized so much. But if yes. I like, if I forget, or I just have like a brain fart or who knows what, or someone asks me a question, I'm like, wait, I know I know this list, but I can't think about, oh yeah, that's like on, I just scroll down and there it is. What's the list of things an assistant can do? Oh, it's right here in front of me. I have been using my script for years. And, you know, honestly, that's even something your assistant can help you develop. You know, what are the questions you should ask? What's in your script? Let them do the research. You probably have tools. Take the tools from Nicole. Let your assistant repurpose it for you. So that's huge for them. I love that. Research prospects, you know, find people for you. That's huge. Qualify your leads. Is this something, someone that you want to go after? Is this someone you want to? gathering information. So when I talk to someone, I want to know about them. The first thing I do when I email is connect about something about them, you know? So having your assistant gather the industry, the knowledge about their industry or who they are, their podcast or whatever, so that you can authentically, legitimately connect with them. That's huge. I don't know if, if the people that you work with write proposals, but that's huge. I hate writing proposals. Oh my gosh. So my wonderful assistant writes it. She gets it 80% of the way there. And then I just do the last, I put my final little Carissa touches on it and then I can send it off. But okay. it would take me, I would, that's one thing I would always get behind on as proposals. Yes. I don't know why. That's the thing I don't like to do. So I love hearing you say that though, because I don't write proposals for what I do now. It's part of the reason why 
and I'll just, I'll interject this little thing in here. I learned a couple years ago, I was working with a mentor and he said, build the business that you want, not the business that you're going to resent. When you've got things that you are doing that take you so much time and make you fall behind in your work, again, it takes you out of your game. And in my corporate job, I write proposals. And that was one of the things when he told me that I was like, I'm building a business that I don't have to write proposals. That's awesome. It's done. It's your business. Do it the way you yeah, want. And it's for that right. reason because I don't want those to hold me back. Yes. I love that. That's awesome. Build the business that you won't resent. The one that you yeah. want, you won't resent. That's yeah. huge. And yeah. it is your thing. It's your, it's your business. You can do whatever you want. And if you find the right clients, they'll be thrilled with how you do it. And if they're not thrilled with it, they're, they're not the right clients for you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. You're giving us some sales advice right here. And I love that. It's like your job is not to please everybody and get everybody as your client. Yeah. Let them go if they're not your, per- that was a big, a big aha for me a couple of months ago is I felt like I had to have all these resources and tools to give my clients. And then I was like, there are plenty of other people out there that are sales coaches that give resources and tools. If that's their jam, they're, they will find the right person. I'm, that's not me. Yep. I have some things, some resources and tools I can give you, but that's not how I operate. And I don't want to, cause that's not how I show up my best. There are other people out there that might be better for them if that's the case. Definitely. And that's something else. A business coach will tell you that, you know, but you can also get that from an assistant because your your assistant will know you so well. They'll start to say like, seems like you hate doing this. Or are you sure you want to do this? Remember you said you were going to stop doing this. You know, I mean, I'll do it if you want me to, but you had mentioned before that maybe we'd stop doing this. And it's like those loving, gentle nudges because they know you so well. And you're like, Thanks. Thanks for giving me some accountability to help me stick to what I want for myself. Yep. Yeah. I, I love that. And it's funny because I did have one of my, one of my team members say to me the other day, she's like, well, last year, cause I've worked with her for over a year. She said last year, I just noticed how much you've improved because last year you didn't like doing this and this and this. And now you figured out a way that cool. And I was like, you observed that. Thank you. I didn't even realize it until you just said that to me. So that felt really good. She was complimenting me on some things that I had grown, you know, areas that I didn't miss. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's one of the things I think is totally undervalued is how much your assistant is a cheerleader. Yeah. And like, we need cheerleaders in this, especially for like sort of at the, it's like, it can be lonely sometimes at the top. And it yes. is the best thing ever to have somebody who like reminds you or says, or like, if you're disappointed, well, I didn't quite get this one. Yeah, but look, you got five last week. Oh yeah, that's right. Thanks. Like that is huge to have a cheerleader. It's, it's amazing. Feels really good. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. I love that. Okay. So we were on, um, researching prospects and qualifying leads. Yeah. So they can do those things, write your questions, your proposals, and then other things that support the sale. So obviously you need some marketing. So social media is huge drip campaigns, landing pages. Those are big deals. And then just the typical admin stuff. You know, if, if you want to, you want to do all the lead follow-up because you love it. Great. Then hand off the other admin things like accounts receivable and accounts payable. And I don't know if you have document editing or up, updating your website. I mean, there's so many just like, gosh, filing things, a document comes in, a contract needs signed. You got to save it somewhere. You got to create the folder. Those things take 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, it all adds up. So just handing off that stuff so you can stay, if you want to do more of the sales well-rounded part, then hand off those back-end things as well. Right. Oh, it's huge. It's because for you, it might take, I mean, for, for the person trying to do it, that it's not in their zone of genius, it's going to take three times as long. 
Yeah, definitely. It's their special sauce. It's what they do well. Let them go do it. Let them do it. Yeah. Graphics is a big one for me. I mean, I don't call me whatever you want to call me. I used to love print shop when I was little. I'm just, Canva is not really my thing now. I think it's awesome. Right. But I spend way too, I think I like it too much. I spend way too much time in there and then I become the overthinker. Yeah. Where the B category that you talked about earlier out of A, B, and C, I fall into that a lot because I'm like, well, I'm good at it and I kind of enjoy it. So I'll do it. But if it takes me three hours to create one Canva graphic because I'm overthinking it, then the overthinking places are where I need to delegate. Yeah. It's amazing. I struggle with the same thing because I love Canva. It's so much fun for me and I waste a ridiculous amount of time on it. Getting the perfect picture. My gosh, a person smiling and I need the right person smiling or the right flower. It's ridiculous. And I have a woman on my team. She can crank out Canva graphics in like two minutes. I swear to you. And I'm like, She's like a machine, but she's not obsessing in the way that I'm obsessing and she's great at it. And she's just boom, 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 boom. And it's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to stop doing this and I'm going to let you do this because you could do it so much faster and the perfection isn't necessary in this case. So yeah, I have the same issue with Canva. I used to have somebody that's, again, the relationship is important. They're connected to our business. They share the same vision, but somebody that's not in that over, like, like I experienced it with. Well, with a lot of things, because I overthink a lot of things, but with some of my clients recently on the other side, I experienced it because they were trying to come up with one of my clients. She was coming up with a script and she was like, I just don't know how to say this. And I said, well, why don't you just say blah, 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 blah. And she goes, oh my God, you're so good at this. And I said, well, not when it comes to my stuff, trust me. Yeah. And she goes, what do you mean? And I said, I'm not connected to that. I'm not as involved as you are with your stuff. It's very personal to you. And it's important to me too, because you're my client, but I'm outside of it. Yep. So it's just much different for me to be able to give you the marketing or the wording or the script that you're trying to say right now. And it comes out easier. And all my clients say that they were like, you're so good. And I'm like, then why can't I do it for myself? Yourself. It's different. And I think that's one of the things going back to them, writing the emails for us or writing the social media copy, or like you said, writing the language for the script. It's because it's not risky. It's risky for us. If we do it wrong, when we catastrophize, our business will fail. You know what I mean? Like obviously our business won't fail, but like our brains go there for an assistant. It's like, I'm just writing language. They don't, they don't have that risk, the investment of the risk that we have so they can do it with like this ease that we can't. I will often, when something I'm just like, and it's a lot of times around language, it's like I get all messed up and I'm like, okay, can you just write this? And I know I'm gonna edit it, but it's it's the same thing. Like she got me 80% of the way there. And it's like, oh, now I just put my finishing touches. You know, I'll make a few tweaks, but like you got it done in 30 minutes and I probably would have agonized for two hours ridiculously and been stressed out. So yeah, there's something really special about giving it to someone who's not, doesn't have that weird fear that we have. Totally. Well, yeah. And it's because it is personal to us and we are going to overthink it. And like you said, I give it away to somebody and they do it in like half the time or a third of the time. And it sounds just like the 80% rule. It's like my, one of my team members did it for me the other day, I forgot to write an email and it was the morning of that it needed to be sent out. And I was like, I totally forgot. It was technically both of us forgot. And, uh, and I said, can you write this? She said, yeah. And she sent it to me. And I was like, did I write this? Isn't that cool? I was like, I don't know. Go ahead and send it as is. It sounds like exactly what, you know, what I would have wanted to say. So perfect. That's awesome. 
Yeah. It's that exact. I would have sat down and it probably would have taken me three hours and took her about three minutes. Yeah. And you know, there's some things, there's lots of stuff you can hand off that they do a hundred percent, you know, and most, I think with an assistant, most things you want them to get to a hundred percent. So you don't even have to be involved, but it's really nice to know that you can add more. You can, and that's where the 80% helps because if you, something you think you can't hand off, you might not be able to hand it off and get a hundred percent what you wanted, but you're still going to save time when they get you almost there. So that just shows you there's even more opportunity to delegate than I realized. So yeah, that's huge. I love that. Okay. Are we through the list? I think we are. That's my list. Yes. I love that. It's, it's amazing. I actually have a question because one of the things that I get nervous about, maybe nervous isn't the right word, but I don't know technology at all. Mm. I'm fine with that now. Cause I'm not going to be the goldfish who's forcing right. myself to, to climb a tree. Yeah. It's not where I shine. So I've delegated all that stuff. I get, and maybe nervous is the right word. I get nervous feeling like, am I being a bad business owner if I don't know how all the things are? Like, I feel a little disconnected, I guess, sometimes to things that are going on. It's like, listen, I use electricity every single day and I have no freaking clue how it works. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I need to know how all the stuff works in order to use it. But it does feel a little bit weird sometimes where I'm like, I don't know how that works part of my business. I just hope it does work, you know? Yeah. I think that's a great my question is, but it's, it's more like, how do I really feel connected to what's going on in my business? If it's something that I don't do well, I don't want to do and I've delegated, but I don't want to feel like I'm oblivious. Yeah. I mean, you still want to get results and that's really what you need to see is, are you getting results? And that could be you've looked at the output, like they created this video for you and you've looked at it. It could also be metrics. If you're really worried, like, okay, I'm investing in social media, but I'm so disconnected from it. Is it working? Then add that little piece. Hey, once a month, can you show me what the metrics are? I'd like to know how many new follows we got. I'd like to know how much engagement, you know, how did, did people follow the links so that you're getting some kind of not proof, but you're getting something that's showing you got results. So you don't have to know how it got done. You know, you don't have to worry about it. If you're seeing, yes, it was successful. Keep doing it. If like, you see it get done, done, if it gets done, we're good. I don't care. It got done. Exactly. Yeah. And that's all you need to know. And you don't need to feel bad about it. I love, I've never thought of it that way. And I'm going to, I'm going to use that. Like we don't care about how we get the electricity. We just want to know when we turn the light on, does it Shine. I don't know if it's the red wire or the blue wire. I don't care. I don't, I really don't. But the, the switch when it flips better work or yeah. my car, listen, I get in and I, I, you know, hit start and it, it runs. I right. don't know how it works and I don't want to. Yeah. Um, and I know something's wrong if it's not working. So I guess to your point, yes, if the car's running, then I know that my mechanic or my dealership has done right by me by fixing the car the way I needed it to be fixed. And you may want to go another step. You know, you may want to like look at your utility bill, you know, like how much electricity did I use and did I overspend this month or, you know, am I getting good gas mileage? Maybe this isn't the right car for me. So you might want to go, if it makes you more comfortable, you can go a step beyond and look at the details. But if you're satisfied that your car's running and the light's on, yeah, Yeah. I think that's a big piece of it is learning to let go of that part. Like trusting that you have hired the right people to do this work for you because they do it well. And when it gets done, just knowing that this is a testament just as much to their work and their skill set as it is to me making the decision to use them in that position and trusting that it's going the way that it's supposed to. 
Yeah. And if you think of a giant company with 500 employees or 5,000 employees, the woman or man at the top is not looking at what every single person is doing. There's no way they're trusting their team. And like that, they're trusting that they hired the right people and they've articulated the vision well, and now people are going to execute on that. And we think of that as successful. We don't think of that as like, oh, you're, you're being absent-minded or you're not paying attention. We think of that as really, really successful. Trusting that they know what they're doing and that you've trusted them to go off and do that and not being a micromanager and letting them shine where they shine and looking at the final result and saying, yep, that's what I want. That's what I want. We got it. Yeah. I love that. Oh, this has been so, so valuable. Like, oh, I've, I'm glad. yes, I've learned so much and I just, I love being able to kind of fire away and ask you questions. I'm looking to see, I know we've had a lot of people watching and, and checking in and saying that they were here watching. I'm looking to see if we had any questions. Um, and if people do later or on the replay, I'll come back and check, you know, and if people want to reach out to me, if they can't think of a question now, cause they're digesting, I'm happy to add more input later. Awesome. And well, yeah, and you're in our group. So if anybody has a question, can they just tag you in the tag me and I'll respond. Absolutely. I do see one here from Mary. Mary said, um, she said, I have a hard time trusting. Should I mention that when I'm interviewing a VA? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think a, a really skilled VA knows how to work with someone who has a hard time trusting, you know, kind of the language I was using earlier where you can be gentle or you can be soft or you can nudge a skilled VA will learn to do that. So if they know in advance, this person's going to have a little bit of trust. They're not just going to shove out someone and say, Hey, I need to pay your bill. Give me access to your bank. You're going to go, what in the world? They're going to say, we have options, you know, would you, would you like me to set up your online bill payment? Or maybe I could work on this now. And when you're ready, we'll hand off that. So any information you can tell them about yourself, one being your willingness to delegate and trust and everything else, how you like to communicate. Another one I I like to ask is, are you an ask for permission or ask for forgiveness? Which do you want? But as much information as you can share before hiring someone, you'll understand if they can work with you and if they can understand you and, and help you bring the best out in you. Right. I like that. Well, there you go, Mary. So yes, you should. And, and I like that because I think it is, you know, at the, at the very beginning stage, that intro meeting, getting to know being honest and being open with each other. Like, here's who I am. Here's how I normally work. And here's some of the stuff I'm trying to work on that maybe aren't my best qualities. Um, let's work together on this, you know? Yeah. And it could be the opposite. Someone who's high trust is going to be annoyed that their assistant is asking for permission for every little thing. So we just want to know, what do you like? How do you feel? And let us cater to that. Yeah. Cause some people are probably like, don't bother me. I told you what I wanted you to do. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Which it's funny. Cause I've gotten a lot more that way. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care if it's the red wire, or the blue wire, just flip yep. the switch and better turn on. Like we're good. Yes, and I've noticed more and more that that allows me to receive the support in a different way and really use it for what it's there for, which is allows me to stay out of all that stuff and just stay up here in what I do best, yep. you know, just yeah. Do it. I don't care how you did it. Make it work. Connect Zapier is one that I'm working on lately where oh, I'm fun. I'm sure you know all about it. I'm like, you know, I don't care. Just integrate away. Yeah. Let it happen. Let the automatic zaps happen. Yeah. That's great. And as long as it all works, I'll be happy. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I've, I've backed away from a lot of that, just looking at the final product and going, yep, this is what I want. This is the project we're working on. So it's, it's interesting, you know, it's, it's a learning experience, you know, there's a lot, like you said, it's, it's mutually beneficial and, and there's so much for us to learn and for the VA to learn as well. And just make it a really nice relationship where you're both receiving and giving. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. I love that. So where can we find you? Where's the best place for us to follow you, engage with you? Yeah. What, what do you have going on? So LinkedIn, I do a lot on LinkedIn. I think that's great. So if you'll find me, I think I'm under Carissa K. Hansen. Um, I also have a virtual works page, Facebook. You can find us. We're at virtual works, LLC website, www.virtualworksllc.com. Yeah. Cause I know that this is something that I was encouraged to do before I thought I was ready. Yeah. And looking back, I should have done it even before that. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not ready. I don't have the money. Like I'm not bringing in money the way I want to bring. Like I had all the reasons why the same reasons why we don't invest in all the things that we need in our life. Yes. You know, I like to say you either have the life you want or you have the reasons why not. Yeah. I, once I did it, it was like, oh, things just changed. And I wish that all of my clients and and all of the people in this group would understand everything that you and I've talked about, which is this allow, if you've made a decision that this business is really what you're doing and it's not just a hobby and you're not just going to like, you know, cause there are still some of those people that are in limbo. They're like, well, I'm I'm trying out. Like you're not trying to be pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not like there's, you know, you're in or you're out. And so once you've made a decision, this is a huge piece of that decision is hiring the support you need to help that vision come to, to reality. Yeah. And for many, it's their first hire, you know, the, the VA or the assistant is their first hire. So important. And it's like, that's just the start, you know, the growth and and how you're going to grow and and build your team. So, and if you end up with somebody who goes the, the length of your life with you in the business, awesome. But don't also feel like you can't hire and see how it works out. And if it's not a good fit, Again, be willing to have that hard conversation. Yes. That's a whole other, that's a whole other podcast interview is how do you have those conversations when it's yeah. not right? But yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Carissa, this was so valuable. I learned so much. Definitely. If you guys are on, or if you're watching the replay, let us know, tell us your favorite takeaways. Chris is in our group and she will also be putting her information in the comments so that you can reach out to her and inquire about getting yourself some support and Helping those sales by hiring somebody to do this for you that is definitely, you know, not in your zone, but it is in somebody else's. So bottom line, get more sales. Well, thank you, Nicole. This has been so fun for me. I am so glad that um, I got that opportunity. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And um, yes, I I just, I really appreciate everything you shared and I know how valuable it was for everybody to hear. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Have a great evening and we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Yes. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right, that is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.